I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the News Du Jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you guys that we are sponsored by Liquid IV. They help to make our show possible. And if you're not familiar with Liquid IV, what it is is basically a packet of a powder formula that you mix into water, and it helps that water go further in your body. They call it a hydration multiplier because that's what it does. It helps you hydrate faster. Liquid IV also delivers you with five essential vitamins and it's super easy to just throw in your purse when you're traveling or if you're having a fun night out and you want to make sure you're hydrated for the next morning. It is a great way to stave off a hangover, stay healthy, recover after workout, etc. So anywho, we have a 20% off code for you guys and that code is DUJOUR, that's D-U-J-O-U-R and it is linked in our show notes. Okay, and right here at the top, I wanted to issue a reminder to you guys that the very first Republican primary debate will be held on Fox News on August 23rd, which is next Wednesday. So mark your calendars if you're the type to tune into something like that. I will definitely be tuning in and we'll be breaking it all down for you guys. So if debates aren't for you, don't worry. I'll make sure you get the gist of what happened and any juicy details. And one more note on that, we mentioned this earlier in the week, but Trump is not wanting to take this pledge that they have to take in order to be part of the debate. So he may not actually be part of the debates. I will definitely keep you guys posted on that because he said he would let us know sometime this week. So we'll see what happens with that. I have too many stories for you guys here at the top. First up, I did want to let you guys know that the death toll in Maui has now hit 111, a new high, and there are still over a thousand people missing on the island. So the search is still on for all the missing loved ones. I also wanted to let you guys know that residents are evacuating a town called Yellowknife in Canada, which has raging fires headed towards it. I hope everyone can stay safe. Definitely, if you are in that area, heed the warning of local officials. I know I sound like a parrot saying this every single time, but usually when I'm reporting on this, the incidents that I hear about are are incidents when people didn't listen to local officials, didn't heed their warning. So just take these things seriously because this is the new normal and we all have to roll with the punches and try and do our best to abide by protocol so that we can all stay safe. And for our first longer story today, Biden is set to meet with both Japan and South Korea 
at Camp David. So Biden has invited two very important leaders, the Japanese prime minister and the South Korean president, to join him at Camp David. Obviously, it is quite an honor to be invited to Camp David, but it's also an incredibly intimate setting for important secret conversations about the existential threat posed by China with a backdrop of North Korea and Russia. Biden is tightening up relationships with key allies in the wake of those rising tensions with the world's prominent democracies and communist countries. If you're not sure what Camp David is, it is a very secure ranch-style home in the mountains of Maryland, and it's a place that presidents can retreat to to get away from the hustle and bustle of D.C. and the White House. I mean, imagine having like thousands of tourists like walking through your home every day, not to mention foreign dignitaries and staff and The White House is a busy place, so it is both a place to relax, but also a place to host foreign dignitaries for private conversations. It was first established by FDR, and he needed a place to rest especially, and probably use the pool for exercise as he suffered from chronic illness, as we know. But every president since him has spent time there. Biden has said that these talks will focus on how to keep peace and regional stability in Asia, but it is possible that these three will make plans to help fortify one another should war become unavoidable. Many experts have estimated that we will be at war with China within the next 10 years, which would be devastating on top of all the challenges we currently face in modern times, namely the existential threat of the climate crisis. It is of the utmost importance that we avoid a war with China at all costs. Let's hope that these three men can find a way to keep the peace. And next up for today, Craig D. Robertson killed by the FBI after threatening Biden's life. So speaking of President Biden, I told you guys that I would circle back around to the man who threatened Biden's life and had his own taken by the FBI. Now, there is not a ton of detail here, but I am going to relay what we know about the situation for you guys. A staunch Trump supporter named Craig D. Robertson reportedly made a credible threat against Biden's life as Biden was set to speak in this man's home state As he was making this threat, the FBI arrived at his residence and they were confronted by an armed Mr. Robinson. He had previously threatened local law enforcement with an AR-15, so this isn't necessarily a surprising incident. They knew this man was heavily armed and based on his threats, he was potentially dangerous. We don't have any more information really beyond that, but I wanted to make sure you guys knew what we knew. Based on the pictures of his home, though, it is pretty clear that this man had a veritable arsenal in there with him. For our next story today, we are headed over to Niger, where there has been a coup. So there has been a coup in Niger that could have ripple effects all around the world. Security forces have removed the elected leader there, and things have spiraled into chaos since then. 
This has a lot of people worried from neighboring countries to the country's former allies such as France and the United States. The president is being detained in the country and they plan to try him for treason. The new government is working quickly to establish their rule and you know, cut ties with other African nations that were formerly their allies and make ties with other African nations that have more authoritarian leadership. Their power supply has been cut off and other sanctions are being put into place to essentially isolate the country, cutting off their resources. At the end of the day, punishments like that do affect the government and they are really the only way to put pressure on such a government, but they also affect the everyday people much more. There will be a grave economic impact there on the ground for the average Joe. So why did this coup happen in the first place? Well, there is a ton of history here and a lot of buildup to this moment, but essentially, Niger is a very poor country where people are frustrated with their government. The population is very polarized. Some people feel that the government was doing what it could and other people are glad to have had it overthrown and they are celebrating this coup. The biggest takeaway about the coup, however, might be the fact that this area continues to be a terrorist hotbed. Al-Qaeda and the Islamic State are both growing in this region, and experts are worried that this instability may serve as an opportunity for these groups to ramp up their propaganda and recruit frustrated civilians into their fold. We'll definitely keep you guys posted as this coup continues to play out. And for our last story for the week, a yellow-legged hornet arrives in the United States. So a specific type of hornet from Asia has been spotted in the U.S. for the first time. In Georgia, to be specific, as if they didn't have enough news going on about them right now. But No one knows how this insect got there, but what we do know is that this type of hornet can be incredibly invasive, meaning that it could potentially threaten honey production of native pollinators here and therefore our agricultural industry as a whole. A beekeeper in Georgia was the first to notice this hornet and she quickly reported it to the state and they passed that information up the chain of command to the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. They then confirmed that this was a valid sighting of this creature and as guided by these experts, next steps will be to basically set traps and see if there are any more of this insect floating around. If there is a colony, unfortunately, it will have to be exterminated to protect our food supply here in the U.S. If you guys remember the 2019 murder hornets, they were also from Asia. And these guys are a type of cousin to that insect. So fun times. (laughs) Just wanted to mention that before we go for the weekend. If you guys have any stories that you want to hear reported on for next week, don't be a stranger. Never hesitate to reach out via social media or through our email address in our show notes. I hope you guys have a great weekend. And that is the news du jour. 
Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, Alone, we can do so little. Together, we can do so much. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 oh.